0: Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first.
1: Today, we have Paul Johnson, who was non executive director at Thor Mining. I say was, as he stepped down from the role on Friday when the NRS was released. Uh, afternoon, Paul.
0: Good afternoon.
1: Um, do you think you can elaborate a bit more on your decision to step down and uh, the rationale behind that?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I originally got uh, involved with uh, Thor in uh, 2016. Uh, the company didn't have a great deal of cash uh, and was just trying to survive that perniciously bad downturn that had been in place since 2010-11. Uh, we uh, put some extra cash into, into the company through Metal Tiger, if you recall, in 2016. And in September, I went on the board. Uh, and I've been working with that board now for nearly two years, very, very closely. Uh, they are a superb team of people. They've got three major projects now that they've decided to focus on. Uh, tungsten uh, Copper in uh, North America, uh, Tungsten Molly in uh, Australia in, North, in the Northern Territory, and uh, they've got Capunda Copper in South Australia, not too far away from their office. And uh, they've moved to a point now, uh, not that I'm an absolute specialist in, uh, in, in this area, but I think they've moved to a point with regard to those projects and the impending technical studies in relation to those projects and various other things where i felt entirely comfortable that this company was on uh, on the right pathway that my uh, skills and capabilities if there are any were not really needed in the business it's uh, standing on its own two feet it's very well financed uh, at the moment uh, so all of the uh, the concerns that investors have about financing are not there anymore. It's robustly financed with a great trio of projects and a great team pushing everything forward at pace. I'm hugely excited about the the coming uh, weeks and months. Uh, And as that company delivers to market the findings from its technical work, uh, and it talks about these projects in more detail and people start to see what they've got there, uh, I think it's going to be a great time. So it, it, there's never a, a fantastic time for, in the market size for directors to step down, but in, in this case, it was the perfect time to do it. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy to happy to to leave, as it were, whilst also saddened because even though they don't really need me anymore, they they are a great bunch to work with, and they are the most committed and dedicated group in uh, in any public company I think I've come across.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, for for shareholders, it's a great position when you can actually be involved with the company and uh, help it to yourself to actually uh, get to where you want it to be. Um, speaking as a shareholder,
0: uh, you've still got your holding in Thor. Oh, well, now there's the thing. Yes, because according to certain of the discussion boards over the weekend, I've apparently already sold them uh, <laughs> and uh, or I'm intending to sell them. Well, <clears throat> that that's quite interesting because I, I hold exactly as declared to market, which is the requirement of a director. You can't buy or sell without uh, declaration to market. That will be confirmed shortly. Uh, and I can tell you right now, as an investor only, my intention isn't selling Thor shares. My intention is buying Thor shares without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, that will be very, very apparent in due course. Uh, the, the, the challenge, of course, when you're a director is that you are incredibly restricted on, uh, on buying and selling stock. And it's, a, it's one of the weaknesses, really, of, uh, of many financial markets uh, that when something is horrendously cheap, uh, and I think Thor is horrendously cheap now, quite frankly. Uh, then uh, you, you're not able to step in and, and make a public statement by buying the shares if you're in uh, possession of price sensitive information. Uh, and also, uh, you're not, uh, when the share price dramatically increases as a result of the work that you do and the, the, the positive development of the business, you're unable to sell some of those shares uh, because it's not the done thing in the market. So, Uh, it's easier if you're outside the business from an investment perspective, of course. Uh, I I see a lot of requests for directors to buy stock in in their own businesses. And I do understand that. But uh, it's really a tricky thing for people that when you put money in as a director, that money is in lockdown for an extended period of time. And you don't have the same flexibility as general investors. But yeah, uh, long answer to your question, I hold exactly what I held before. I have absolutely no intention of selling any shares at this time. I think the price is very low. My intention is to buy further stock on the market.
1: Great, and uh, you can do that without any uh, the restrictions that you've had previously. Um, out of interest, what are you uh, investing at the moment, besides Thor?
0: Oh, well, uh, a whole a variety of different things. I, I suppose that when I pop my head above the parapet and uh, go notifiable in a stock, then, uh, then then, people can see uh, some of the holdings that we have as a family group. Uh, I'm particularly enthused at the moment uh, about, uh, apart from Thor, of course, uh, the, uh, the gold uh, stocks. We're seeing a resurgence in gold stocks. Greatland Gold has had some very good news recently and has pushed ahead. Uh, quite dramatically in share price. It quadrupled at one point uh, in a very short space of time recently, and it's still uh, about three times higher than it was a month or so ago, which is fabulous. Uh, I'm a great fan of Rockfire, which used to be called Papua Mining, but as it's now focused on Australian uh, gold copper projects, they changed the name to Rockfire with the ticker ROCK. So I've got their significant position and been heavily increasing in Rockfire uh, recently. They are... Uh, possibly a follow through stock to the the greatland story they have large scale projects in uh, super safe Australia in queensland uh, in the uh, northeast uh, Some of the data they 've been releasing has been fabulous uh, in the last few months and their share price has started to react now but for for a long period of time it didn 't react at all in fact, it fell uh, ECR Minerals uh, has long uh, been uh, an interesting company uh, for me because I actually started on uh, my first ever board position was with ECR back in 2012, Uh, came off the board, uh, I think, in 2015. Recently, its market value collapsed and uh, ridiculous uh, undervaluation from my perspective, Uh, Uh, A gold uh, focus share on AIM with a full AIM listing uh, should not have fallen to where it did. Uh, And it's now starting to show some signs of life and starting to rise. Uh, So I I think that one has great potential. Uh, I like the uh, strategic metals uh, as well. I'm quite interested in uh, Regency Mines as people probably know because I'm, I'm a decent notifiable holder there. Their focus on coal uh, is, is quite dramatic at this stage in the economic cycle and with the uh, likely demands uh, from China placing pressure on the coal price. They haven't yet really articulated what their coal model will be, but I, knowing Andrew Bell, he'll have something interesting to uh, to release in due course. Uh, Metal Tiger's always a favourite. That was my uh, uh, probably my main aim role over the last few years, and that's galloping ahead with uh, Botswana and copper. Copper itself, the electric metal, as it were, uh, is going to be in great demand over the next few decades, and they're perfectly positioned to uh, take that forward. Share price has increased from a couple of pence to uh, give or take three pence. Uh, Mr. McNeil is doing a a grand job, and uh, despite the fact he's a lot younger than me, Which is very distressing. Uh, And uh, skipping back to gold, you know, Irish gold stocks, uh, I think, are hugely interesting. Uh, Conroy Gold and Natural Resources, CJNR, Connemara Mining, both perfectly positioned in one case with CJNR, a substantial jaw compliant resource. In the case of Connemara, no uh, resource in gold, but certainly a resource in zinc. And, uh, both of those metals, gold and zinc, I think have a great forward dynamic. So I'm, I'm trying to spread myself really around, uh, and about across different companies, uh, in the natural resource space. I am heavily, heavily invested in natural resources, which means that part of my life I spend as a pauper <laughs> with absolutely no money. And part of it I spend with the enormous gains. The funny thing is I've, uh, we, we've done reasonably well in the last few years uh, from a family investment point of view. I suppose our portfolio is up, give or take, twenty times in the in the last uh, last three or so years. We've, uh, and that's because of the focus on uh, on natural resource, uh, small cap, junior investing opportunities, where when you get it right, the prices leap. Uh, but I, I tend to find that when when I buy shares at lows, then I'm, I'm lambasted with uh, comments about how stupid I am. <laughs> and then, when the share price goes up ten times, then I'm a greedy, manipulative uh, piece of work who's uh, probably just got lucky and taking everyone uh, for a ride. But m- my biggest problem is that I tend to sell things slightly too early, it's which no, laugh. Well, it's good for me because it's good karma that uh, you always leave something for the next man, as it were, I think the saying is. And that's, 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 not, a, that's not a bad place to be. But uh, no, I think we're sat now with tremendous opportunity in the market. The, the, there is another twist to all of this. And this is something that people generally don't like to talk about, don't understand, don't believe could be possible. But our markets are not as straight as people would like to have them uh or, or believe that they are there are lots of forces that have been in place over the last uh, five or six years heavily pushing prices of uh, junior stocks down there's a, there is still in my view a significant amount of price manipulation uh, including the, from parts of the uh, london financial community that really ought to behave better given that they are purportedly regulated Uh, We still have inadequate visibility on financing transactions uh, so that uh, there there doesn't appear to be a proper check validation of who is providing finance to these small companies uh, and how they're doing it. Uh, I think naked shorting is something that needs to be looked at very, very closely. Uh, I think recovery of short positions in placings is still something that rears its head on a regular basis. And uh, I think we need more honesty in the London financial community. Uh, In any of the uh, financing transactions that are undertaken, it's uh, the easiest thing in the world for a regulator to look at the book of money that's been raised and to demand supporting information about who's been involved, how they've got to that position. So have they put fresh money in? Or have they simply covered a short position in the financing uh, and, uh, and really make sure that our community is honest? Because uh, from my experience over the years, it, it's certainly uh, more dishonest, I think, than honest. And that's a great shame. And, uh, and if I'm completely wrong, which I don't think I am for one second, then proper validation of uh, public company financings would give everyone the reassurance that nothing unusual is going on. But we see this time and again where companies are offered money uh, <clears throat> in rather dubious circumstances at heavy discounted prices. And a lot of the directors on AIM don't have the experience or capability to understand how to work with the market to get the best terms for investors. They simply fly in, fly out, uh, and they, 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 they take what they're given. And I would like our regulators to be more precise in watching what's happening and making sure things are done properly. The, the downside of doing things properly is, of course, half the companies that uh, are on, on the smaller companies will probably fail because they won't be able to get finance uh, very easily. Uh, So and that's life, I'm afraid. Uh, But what we want in London is a strong financial community with good companies being properly funded by reasonable investors in an open, honest and transparent way. Uh, And as London has been the centre of many uh, elements of the financial services industry for a long time, you would expect that that would be in place now. And I hope it will be soon. So uh, atop of any underlying fundamentals for companies, I think there is an interesting market dynamic on occasions. Uh, And I do wonder sometimes you see some of the uh, some of the way the share prices can leap dramatically on relatively innocuous events. And you think, I wonder why that's happened. Uh, and it does raise a few eyebrows and a few questions. But no, I, I, right now uh, I think it's a phenomenal time for for the junior resource space. It doesn't mean it won't get rocky uh, at various points going forward. But we're in a tremendous time now. fortunately I have no AIM roles, so uh, I am I'm an investor uh, purely, really. Once again, uh, I have a role on the board of Metal NRG on Next Exchange, uh, but I. I feel uh, those who have been brave enough to hold on through the difficult times of uh, the last five or six years and those who are brave enough now to take positions at market lows in some of these shares should be very richly rewarded in the next few years. And also the work that you do at ShareTalk uh, to get out and about and talk to the companies and, uh, and try and communicate the company's message is absolutely vital.
1: Well, we do try our best. Uh, I mean, obviously, what are we about? Two and a half, three years in, and uh, yeah, it's it's a good model we have where we try and speak to the companies. And it was started by um, people who just invested in um, AIM ourselves and uh, and wanted to know what the news was and uh, be able to speak to the directors instead of waiting through waiting for an AGM or anything like that. Um, interesting about what you were saying about uh, you know the, 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 there is some change maybe with the regulations and stuff like that. I know that there was a, a, a well-known broker recently within the last six months, I think uh, it was the FBI who got involved. Um, it wasn't the home regulators really uh, uh, with some of the troubles.
0: Yeah, Maybe they this was a a, in, in relation to a uh, was it security alleged securities fraud and uh, uh, money laundering. Uh, I mean, it's just, well, we've we've been affected by is the Beaufort scenario. Uh, uh, lots of investors have been affected by that. The, uh it's put a lot of money in lockdown. Now, they've come to a sensible arrangement, I think subject to court approval, uh, that enables the vast, vast majority of investors to get all of their assets out of that business, supported by the financial services compensation scheme, injecting uh, injecting care, the the compensation in a manner that protects almost everyone within that business. And uh, and then that should increase traded liquidity as people get access to their assets again in September. Uh, but it is quite inconscionable that you should have a, a main a city broker of that nature encountering that kind of uh, regulatory problem. Yeah. Uh, and there needs to be a proper look at this. I've always felt that if we levied uh, probably just a 25 pence uh, Charge on every AIM trade, buy or sell, just 25 pence. That will provide a pool for the FCA in the UK to have a dedicated unit to look at smaller companies and broking around smaller companies, and make sure that regulation was being properly implemented, and also to make sure that the market makers are in line with the regulatory requirements. There have been some changes in the rules recently that uh, that prevent. Any, uh, pretty much any financial market participants going short in stocks without seeking a proper uh, approvals and permissions. And I suspect quite a few of the even higher end city institutions don't realize that some of the things they may have been doing in recent times they're no longer legally allowed to do. Now, what I would that that will kick in eventually, but it's quite a slow process new regulation and new law. But what I would say to investors is you must absolutely, if you can, take certificated shares. So ask for your shares to be taken out of nominee, pay the 25 quid fee or whatever it is, and hold your share as a certificate. Uh, You can still sell those shares uh, and different brokers have different terms for certificated dealing, but you can still sell them. But when they're outside of the system, they can't be used to uh for manipulation. No, that's what, right. You can't short someone else's shares if they yeah. Yeah. Uh another thing which is a real issue, which people just don't know because and it's quite frightening this. But uh you buy a share T20, then on the T20 day you have to make the payments and the shares uh are, should be delivered to your account. Now uh let's just say you you make that payment. Uh the shares will be showing on your account from when you first did the trade. And technically speaking, the trade will be shown as settled on the T20 day. Uh, But they may not have been delivered by the market maker. And uh, for all intents and purposes, it will look like you have those shares on the screen. uh, But they will not actually be delivered to your account. Uh, You can still sell them and the cash will appear. But the fundamental issue here is that you have to force settlement and delivery of your stock so if you buy reasonably chunky for you positions in uh, stocks whether it's standard settlement t2 or uh, it's longer settlement t20 you get on the phone to your broker and say i want written confirmation from you that my stock uh, for from that order has settled and the stock has been delivered by the market because uh, uh, many 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 times the stock is not delivered and this is how they uh, can play the game uh, in the city sometimes. Uh, there were a few p- providers in times past that used to, used to notify if stock had not been delivered. Uh, I think HSBC for their per- private clients used to notify, send you a letter and say, we've not been able to source your stock Uh, But people should be enforcing these rights. And if you do that, if you force the market to deliver your shares by demanding delivery and putting pressure on them, they have to go and get them. And if they have to go and get them, that has a positive impact on the price. Mm. Whereas if they can just leave you in the dark thinking you've got the stock, but you haven't really got it yet, uh, then they can play around in the background. People should certificate first and foremost and then secondly, should get on the phone to the broker and demand confirmation that not only has the stock settled, but also it's been delivered by the market maker to your account. Protect yourself.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good advice. Uh, and hopefully more people will start uh, taking that up, uh, as you say. Otherwise, you get the market makers who want to balance your books and, uh, and other so uh, yeah, it, it's uh, probably very good practice uh, if you're doing a, a large investment in any share. Um, I just want to leave uh, with one last question, then, Paul. It's um, you, you, you're saying you, you know you're no longer in a director role or anything like that. Uh, what, what's the next step for you? Are you going to just sit there with a the buy and sell button and different shares, or are you just going to be step back and be like an investor?
0: Uh, yeah, we well. We 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 uh, we have a, a business that has a, a very wide array of different investments, public and private. Uh, the what we actually do is significantly more extensive than than just you know taking the positions on AIM. Uh, we uh, so there's a lot of private stuff to do at the moment, and and that deserves a bit more focus than perhaps I've given it uh, in recent times. I, I made a commitment to my wife that I would. Uh, I would come off uh, the uh, you know the boards eventually, and then I wouldn't take up more board positions because they are all time-consuming, and uh, and they they take your mind really away from family life. I certainly haven't seen much of the kids in 2018, and it's some, something that I feel quite uh, bad about. But My problem though is that I keep seeing new opportunities come up, and I think you know something could be done with that, and. Uh, and, she, uh, and the problem is that we had a camp night at school. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Where all, we were camp tents on the school field uh, overnight. Uh, and, and I was chatting with my wife about... This is on Friday, uh, you know, after the resignation notice came out. And I was chatting with my wife about this. And she said, you know, if you really want to, you can go on other boards. I understand. And that was the <laughs> worst thing she could have said. So I'm in a quandary. But I suspect... <laughs> More of my my focus will be on the private stuff. The public stuff is great, but it's hard work. uh, And uh, not so much internally with the companies, just the outside stuff. What's allowed, the the criticism that directors get. It's like having a job appraisal every 30 seconds. Hmm. I mean, most people, if, if you had your boss looking over your shoulder and everything you did, every email you sent, you had criticism on all the time. It would do your head in. And and in fairness, that's what it does, which is why directors sometimes become distracted and and don't really seem to focus on their investors because it's such a a bludgeoning process. So I don't know. Maybe some other opportunities will come up. But right now, uh, I just want to focus on the private stuff and also focus on this tremendous opportunity uh, as an investor in the natural resource space where there are some phenomenal opportunities out there and some market valuations like Thor that I believe are utterly... Ridiculous, and uh, and will correct in due course. And I think potentially in very short order, uh, keep on buying those shares, and then yet when they do move up very substantially, selling them because that's what it's like at the end of the day. You know, in our marketplace, you want to make money. You have to buy the unpopular stuff when nobody wants to buy it, and then you have to sell it when everyone's buying it.
1: Brilliant, thanks, Paul. Um, Like I say, um, I going to wish you good luck with uh, those sort of uh, opportunities and investments that you're going to do. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear from you anyway at some point, again, with uh, regards to obviously advice that you give, because uh, I think hopefully some people do listen to the things you say. They are. It aim's a difficult one uh, if you're going to invest in it, if you're not, uh, if you haven't done your research, and you're not wise to actually the, the, the goings on and the mechanics behind it. But uh, thanks for your time today,
0: Paul. It's, it's a pleasure. Thanks for your time. No problem. Be right. you soon. Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.